So let's turn to God's Word together. We're going to uh, turn to 1 Peter, chapter 1, and verses 3 to 9. That's page 1227, 1 Peter, chapter 1, verses 3 to 9. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade, kept in heaven for you who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, Though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory and honour when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And then if you'd like to stand and turn with me to John chapter 6. Beginning at verse 25, page 1080. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, you are looking for me, not because you saw miraculous signs, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. On him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Then they asked him, What must we do to do the work God requires? Jesus answered, The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So they asked him, What miraculous sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate the manna in the desert. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, from now on give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. And so we pray, Lord God, that your word might come alive to us this morning and impact our lives for good. In Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Well, the title of my sermon this morning is, um, It's the Hope That Kills You. It's the Hope That Kills You. Football's Coming Home has been sung with increasing fervour 
and expectation over the past few weeks. And now we know that football isn't coming home after all. 52 years of hurt and still we keep going. On the phone-ins, people dared to dream. The pundits were making predictions and maybe, just maybe, this was the time when England would reach the World Cup final and return with the trophy. How many times have hopes been raised and then thwarted? And then there's Brexit. Summed up in a cartoon of Theresa May standing outside Ikea with the caption, Is this the place where I'll find a new cabinet? (laughs) For many people who voted to leave the EU two years ago, the hope was that things might be different. And only time will tell. But when we put our trust in humans or human institutions, we're on a hiding to nothing. Now, it's good that at least in the midst of football and Brexit, at least we've had that incredible rescue from the, uh, from the caves of that football team and their coach. That's where hopes were realised. But life tells us that hopes don't always come to fruition. And euphoria and expectation can so easily be replaced by disappointment and despair. But we have this message we've heard this morning from that passage in 1 Peter. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. New birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. At most funeral services, within the words of committal, there's this line. In sure and certain hope, of the resurrection to eternal life through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died, was buried, and rose again for us. That is hope on a completely different scale from that offered by our football team or our politicians. And as we engage with Peter's words more fully, we find a gospel that brings hope in three dimensions, jumping out at us like a character in a 3D film. Hope for the past, hope for the present, hope for the future. We're reminded that our Christian hope is embedded in in the events of the past. Hope because Jesus died on the cross for us. Hope because of Jesus' resurrection, which demonstrates his triumph over sin and death. Hope revealed by the prophets of long ago. And without the cross, where is their hope? Without the resurrection, where is their hope? As Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 15, If Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are to be pitied more than all people. And so we, like the early believers, need constant reminding of what God has done in the past. And we do that as we share the bread and the wine together this morning. We do so as we sing songs together. We do so as we read scripture together, as we meet to encourage one another in so many different ways. So that's the past. And then leaping ahead, the Christian hope is realised more fully in the future. 
Peter speaks of a hope of heaven. In verse 4 he speaks of an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. Earthly inheritances can so easily dwindle. Stocks and shares may lose ground. Interest rates may be minimal. Our finances may struggle to keep up with the demands of daily life. And yet this heavenly inheritance is recession-proof. Eternal life not affected by boom-and-bust economics. And if we have acknowledged Christ as Saviour today, he will acknowledge us in the life to come. The full wonder of salvation, the fact that God's saving power will be revealed at the end of time in its completeness. And we can only marvel at what that will look like. But this hope in three dimensions of which Peter speaks is not just about the past, it's not just about the future, it's also about the present. It's about now. Jesus' words so often we quote in our services, I've come that you might have life and life in all its fullness. It's easy to misinterpret that verse, isn't it, and see it as a state of constant happiness, a sort of warm, fuzzy glow on the inside, material comfort, fairy tale relationships, a ready bright glow around us. But it's not all about that, as we all know. Peter is honest that following Christ is no easy option as he talks about trials and griefs. But he does so with an eternal perspective. And that's why the Christian hope rises high above any other form of hope that the world might offer. Life is about fulfilment, about hope, about purpose, an end to condemnation. It's about peace and the assurance of eternity in God's presence, secure in his love. It's very easy, isn't it, to put our hopes in the success of a football team or in politics or in other people or in anything else in the world. But Edward Mote summed it up in his great hymn when he wrote this. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ, my righteousness, I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. So as we share the bread and wine together, as we pray together, even as we talk after the service, as we go into the rest of this week, let's make sure that our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus and all that he's done for us in the past, in the present, and all he promises for us in the future. Amen.